Drunk Mythology Friends. I'm Kate. And I'm the other Jen. And we're the Drunk, Drunk Mythology, Mythology Gals. Gals. Yeah, so fucking slow. <laughs> I thought you would at least just like zip it up when you realized that I wasn't. Well, yeah, you started fast and uh, that's when I decided to go slow. But then you slowed back down and I was like, oh, shit, I got to slow down more. Because at that point, if I sped up, I we would be in sync. And it was just like, what do I do? What do I do? Shit, shit, shit. Again, reason number 48, that this is not as fun without OG. <laughs> but I do have a hint about where she is this week. Oh, 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 okay. She's where? driving a rescued palmetto bug back from D.C. to Florida to release it into the wild on her gecko re- rehabilitation refuge, a.k.a. her patio. <laughs> yeah, so. Oh, that's great. Oh. Yeah, that's, that's a little, uh, I, I might screenshot that little inside uh, joke about the palmetto yeah. bug yeah. to uh, mm-hmm. share with this week's episode. And then also, if you go back to last summer, mm-hmm. uh, I think it was during the Loki episodes where we established That's- that Jen has a, a lizard issue. Like, there's a reason the lizards are screaming. Oh, yes. Yes, in yes. Florida. Yes. She- oh, yes. There was a yeah. conversation about the smell of the lizards. And it's like, wait, wait. You're smelling the lizards, and then she's <laughs> and like, it all oh, went down and they scream too." And I'm like, "There's a reason they're probably screaming." But anyway, <laughs> yes, um, yeah. So that's where she is this week. Uh, we've been told okay. allegedly, right? <laughs> I'm gonna have to start adding allegedly after each one, of right? These. Um, but this week it's a hot drunk news episode. Before we get to uh, the oh. back to school stuff, because um, it's almost midterms. Right. But you know what? Four weeks in, Kate. You know, if we're going by your like ongoing rotation schedule, then it's not that bad. It's almost time for another back to school. (laughs) So, but this week on Hot Drunk News, we're talking about putting shit back where you found it, stole it from, uh, Stone Age surgery, and I guess vampires are back in style. (gasps) Vampires? vampires. But before we get started, what about our sacrifices to Odin this week? TV remotes with sticky stuff inside the battery compartment. Don't ask. I'm not saying anything else about it. Just move on. Moving on. Um, I'm offering up my whole emotional well-being this past week. So here's (laughs) to something... Never mind. I'm not even going to bother because it will just jinx myself. I know this podcast. So, yeah, there you go. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, let's let's move on to drinks. <laughs> what uh, do you have? Uh, I've got actually 32 ounces of water and a Jack on the Rocks. Awesome. I'm, yeah, you know, I'm trying to be moderately responsible somewhere between hydration and you know, enjoying and drunk. Life. <laughs> yeah. How about you? Oh, yeah. You hear it? Oh, this is going to be a good one. That's vodka. <laughs> That's all there we go. vodka. There with we a go. little ice. Um, I went for the North Carolina Method mm-hmm. and Standard. Hello, Method and Standard. I love you. If you'd like to um, sponsor us, please get in touch with us. Yeah. <laughs> Email might not be the best way. <laughs> hey, hey, we, we've been checking it this almost is... a, on a weekly basis now. Almost, yeah. <laughs> almost. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it, yeah, it's that, it, you know what the past few days on my end have been like. You've had oh, yeah. crazy on your end. I've had crazy on my end. Yeah. I. We're, we are a matching set. Mm-hmm. The kind you oh. wish you never signed up for at the registry. <laughs> so yeah okay let's do our so, disclaimer before this gets any worse <laughs> okay don't drink and drive cars chariots eight-legged horses palmetto bugs screaming lizards back to school schedules or tv remotes that have mystery sticky stuff just don't do it <laughs> there you go 
Let's get started. A long time ago, when the world was young and countries thought it was cool to steal from other countries. Oh. So I'd like to call our first story, Give It Fucking Back, even if it's Roman. Oh. Okay. So obviously this week, there has been a pretty major historical event. And, you know, there's (gasps) been a lot of talk about, you know, the passing of Queen Elizabeth II. Mm -hmm. And, you know, while I'm not a big person for, you know, piling on somebody I never knew and don't really care about like other people did. So, you know what? The dead, let the dead have a their respect and dignity and whatever. But right. I'm yes. never opposed to using current current events to talk about things we should be talking about, such as the lingering, very real, very present effects of colonialization all kinds of colonialization and, you know, um, returning things that don't belong to you. So, and obviously Great Britain up until today uh, still was one of the biggest colonial powers the world has ever seen. I mean, if if it was a brown country, they're like, how you doing? You want to be part of our commonwealth or actually just subservient to us? Wow. And honestly, I'm that's probably not how people feel today. I'm pretty sure about that. But it yeah. was a big part of their 18th and 19th century agendas. Kind of mm-hmm. like America with manifest destiny and the um indigenous uh peoples and Native Americans and all that. Yeah. We're gotcha. not anywhere near as innocent. But yeah, right. uh when I saw all those pictures of Queen Elizabeth and I looked at Twitter. I was like, oh, look at that. Um, Indian Twitter and South African Twitter uh, were politely raising their hands and like, "Uh, excuse me, now that she doesn't need it anymore, do you mind returning the Kohinoor diamond and the star of Africa? (gasps) No way. Yeah. So the Kohinoor diamond was stolen. I mean, I'm sorry, technically claimed as a spoil of war that didn't need to be fought, but the British felt like conquering India for economic reasons. And uh, it was stolen from India under the British Raj and put into the royal crown worn by Queen Elizabeth, Every all the monarchs uh, through Queen Elizabeth II, who actually could have pretty easily chosen to return it to the people of India, who've only been asking for it back since about 1850. Damn. And I mean, the amount of jewels and gemstones and wealth that was literally carted out of palaces and homes in India, loaded on ships and sailed all the way back to the British Museum and, you know, to the Royal yeah. Court. Yeah. Could fund That's... a small country. Um, Dang. <laughs> in fact, I think it did. Uh, yeah. And the Star of Africa in her scepter. Uh, Star mm-hmm. of Africa, South Africa has a few things to say about that. And again, no personal disrespect Ooh. to Elizabeth. I I have little desire to turn a sentimentally blinded eye to the fact that the British monarchy has presided over some pretty modern colonial bullshit. And yeah. I'm talking about stuff that, you know, up until the 70s and 80s even. And that wearing souvenirs of war and uh, racist conquest without a second thought is starting to look a little fucking tacky. Damn. So Okay. See, I, yeah, I have no the clue pictures? about any of it. Yeah. <sighs> okay, we have. You've totally ruined these pictures for me now. I know <laughs> this information. We have uh, <laughs> the first picture on the left. We have three small pictures. First one on the left is a crown, and I'm presuming this is the crown that's on her. Head. I should yes. start right to left instead of left to right. Right. Yeah. Okay. Side picture is Queen Elizabeth, young Queen Elizabeth. She's got full black hair 
Like it's there's her not coronation, a, I think. Is it at the time she was coronated? Yeah, coronated? she's 25, Cor- I think, and yeah. it's okay. something like that. She's gorgeous. She's she is. She was beautiful. beautiful. She's got the crown on. She's got the the scepter. Did I and look, is that the right word? She did not have an easy job. Yeah. Navigating no, she didn't. all this shit. I'm yeah. not throwing yeah. shade on that, but you know. Yeah. Um and so then on the left we have a picture of the crown that's looks like, you know, museum photo op type picture. Yeah, if you and go you to the tower, see, you can see Okay. The crown There's jewels. There's a big fat what I would call a diamond, you know, right in the center that's on the Band of front of the forehead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then in the middle picture, we have a zoom in of, I'm guessing, another diamond that's yep, on that, the top. That is the of, Star of Africa, the Cullinan diamond. Okay. And that's on the top of the scepter. Again, yep. it's another, looks like a museum quality photo op. Of yeah. This as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're stunning. They, yeah. you know, when you look at them for what they are, they're the craftsmanship of everything. Extraordinary. Holding all of this together, the, the, the metalwork, the details. Mm-hmm. It's just phenomenal. And it's um, beautiful. Like, it's extravagant, it is. but it is beautiful. Yeah. I'm not saying anything against yeah. that. Right. Um, but it's stolen. It's yeah. kind of loot. Uh, yeah. So, kind of, yeah. You know, it, there there's a reason that, you know, stolen artifacts, whether it's jewels or paintings or whatever, and, you know, a lot of very high-end ceremonial stuff it didn't bother me as much when I was younger, but now that I'm older and like more bitter about the world and actually see how yeah. the world really struggles. Like, yeah, I know that like heads of state, like Elizabeth get major state funerals. I get that people and countries n- need that. You know, we need ceremony, yeah. but yeah. even if the Royal family dips into their own extremely deep pockets to cover part of the cost, because heaven forbid they actually pay for a funeral, they could easily cover, cover privately. Um, the total bill between the funeral of Elizabeth and the coronation of Charles may come close to 10 to 15 million uh, Great British pounds. Interesting. Now, yeah. I read this came up in conversation this morning with mm-hmm. my husband, and the conversation was, when is everything happening? I didn't get a clear answer on any of that. But, I think Saturday. Um, this coming Saturday. Sure. Sure. Funeral, I think, is the date I saw was sometime in the next week-ish. Yeah. So that, that kind of lines up. And then as far as Charles' coronation, what I was able to find on that said next spring or summer. hmm And they were also the one article. I read one article. Mm-hmm. <laughs> said that he is wanting something so much simpler, modern, scaled down. He does not want the extravagant, over-the-top pomp and circumstance. He wants something far more conservative. Well, that would be a very good public relations move. Um, We'll see what actually happens. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's not an astronomical sum in the grand scheme of things, but, you know, when you find out that the National Health Service of Britain estimates that 10,000 people in Great Britain, Great Britain, first world, you know, major technology country, died last year because they couldn't afford to heat their houses, and that people are now almost 4,500 pounds per year to pay for heat and a re- retirement income of 11,000 pounds. I, I just, I got, um, yeah. Kate. <laughs> but you know, whatever you do, you, but it, it'd be a nice thing to give back what doesn't belong to you and 
that you only have because you colonized brown people, yeah? So the same yeah. goes for the pretentious ass wipes who deal in stolen antiquities. Another Kate Raid moment. Ooh. Yeah, because you know what? This is what this story's about. But you know me, I got to build it up and tie it in and all that shit. So, Oh, so we're not even talking about the royal diamonds no, that are I stolen? Wanted, no, that's I wanted to actually... No, that's not the point. Because I wanted to get an emotional reaction. Because okay. what we feel about a diamond yeah. can easily translate to a work of art or an, a piece of antiquity that okay sure you know, is famous all over the world but <laughs> it's not in your country mm-hmm. so a brand new museum in Rome opened back in June and it is literally called the Museum of Rescued Art <gasps> oh and it is literally just that it's a kind of pop-up museum that was set up in a domed room in the Emperor Diocletian's 3rd century AD thermal bath, which became a papal granary and a planetarium in 1920s because, you know what, real estate in Rome has always been fucking expensive. Okay. So let me make sure I follow this. Yes. There's a museum yep. of that just opened in June. Mm-hmm. And it's been going on since the third century AD. It's am I, the, am I piecing that together? It's in the palace of a third century oh, Roman emperor. Oh, the location of it exactly. Is the third, okay, 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 yeah. okay, okay. And that location started out as his thermal bath, but then eventually gotcha. became a papal granary and then a planetarium in the 1920s. Because why not? Okay, now I'm on the same page with you. And holy shit, I just scrolled to the image and that ceiling it, is so gorgeous. Adding Rome to the itinerary. God damn it. <laughs> oh my God, Kate, it's it's geometric. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. It has, it has triangles and they're all like nestled together. Making it's a the, fucking the, geodesic the dome, hexa- basically. It's the hexagons and it's oh kate i love this ceiling and it has a circle and a star coming out of it yeah oh, it's a beautiful planetarium ceiling. yeah but on the ground yeah. you can see they have set up display cases yep and some and pots <laughs> you're like pottery pots, but the ceiling oh my god but the ceiling <laughs> <laughs> so The museum opened in June with more than 100 repatriated Greek, Roman, and Etruscan objects on display. Okay. And the plan is that every few months, the objects on display will be rotated out and returned to their original institutions, and newly returned art will be put in their place. Wow. And when I say Greek, uh, it seems from the articles I've read that the Greek implied here isn't from mainland Greece because that would be hypocritical. Um, but it's okay. from like the Greek colonies and ancient imports, kind of like how we discussed in episode 82, how the Romans would go on uh, ethnically, go to the ethnically quaint Greek settlement of Naples for some culture. Okay. For the Roman holiday. Right. Yeah. Okay. They would like, you know, uh, you know, it, it'd be the equivalent of us going down um, to uh, French Louisiana, you know, and getting Cajun <gasps> oh, culture. Oh, gotcha. We're not going to okay. France, but we're going to Louisiana. Got it. Okay. Gotcha. So we're on the same page now. Exactly. So where have these amazing artifacts been hiding since they weren't exactly in a crown or a scepter Mm -hmm. or, you know, um, quite often right out in the open, at least for the price of a museum ticket. Ooh, yeah. Now we start to get into some sticky territory. So many, though, were squirreled away by stupid assholes who probably didn't even have a clue how to properly care for and conserve these irreplaceable pieces of history. For example... On those jars you yes. talked about. Um, those <laughs> the are jars seven- below the ceiling. <laughs> yes. Those are some 7th century BCE 
Etruscan wine jars that were looted in the 1980s from an archaeological site of an Etruscan necropolis or burial mound. And the Etruscans were sort of proto-Romans. Like, okay, they were, it's another topic for another day, but okay. they were, they were there before Rome founded Rome. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, you know, however, because they are proto-Roman, it's probably not going to be a surprise that there are depictions of orgies on some of these jars. <gasps> oh, scrolling back up. <laughs> including orgies with, with animals. Oh. I know. Whoa. Fuck the Etruscans. Damn it. I'm scrolling back down. I don't want to see that. <laughs> <laughs> Fortunately, I don't think there were any wolves. So no fun no Fenrir. <laughs> <laughs> but here's what's infuriating and fascinating and wild and rare as the shit is. Okay. Traffickers will sometimes add additional fake figures to things like this to make it even more scandalous and even worth more money, but destroying the historical integrity of it. Oh, damn. Like, okay, I've got a jar with a man fucking a horse on it. But let me add another guy into the scene, because that makes it spicier. Like, really? Wow. Really? Okay. Damn. Um, Looted pieces have often been smuggled out of Italy via Switzerland. Hmm. OG. Yeah. Um, And, oh, one day I got a, I found out all this stuff about the shit that goes down at Swiss airports in terms of like <gasps> antiquity smuggling. Yeah. It's, it's seriously cringe. Um, wow. And, and raging. And, but then, you know, once you get it out of Switzerland, you add some fake ownership certificates given by some pompous asshole named Robin Symes, a British quote unquote dealer who apparently felt entitled to travel around in a chauffeured Bentley Oh, really, Felicia? And you've goodness. got genuine provenance-proved antiquities. Oh, my God. Yeah. Other pieces were stolen straight up from Italian museums or during armed robberies or were trafficked by the mafia or, I don't know, ended up on a totally legitimate auction block. Mm. You know, like there's the bust of the Roman emperor Septimus, uh, Septimius Severus. Severus Snape. What? I mean, Emperor Septimius <laughs> was stolen from an Italian museum in 1984, and then shock faces on showed up four decades later at a Christie's auction in New York. No freaking way! Yeah, how did something get? It? Oh my God, Kate! 1984, it gets 40, stolen, yeah. mm-hmm. and then Christie's puts it on the auction block. Yeah. That is shame on you, Christie's. Like we're gonna have to do like a little drunk art theft gals. Oh my god! <laughs> because I have been digging into this casually for a couple of years now, just reading books here and there about it. But like, okay. the more I work on these episodes and I like find out about what all it's used for, it's it is flat out enraging. Mm, 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 so mm. after this first group of a hundred. <clears throat> Uh, pieces is dispersed back to their home museums, the next yep. exhibit will include 58 items worth about $19 million, uh, mostly from the United States that were seized by New York prosecutors. Let's go, New York! <gasps> Ooh. Uh, also including treasures from New York's Metropolitan Museum of Art and <gasps> some douchebag billionaire hedge fund manager named Michael Steinhardt. Wow. No word on whether he needed a Bentley, but I wouldn't put it past him. Um, but hey, so the, the New York Met had stolen art in it. Oh, it has so much um, uncertain provenance art. Mm-hmm. Some okay. of it was legit that it was just the thing you did back in the day. Okay. Some of it, people wink, wink, nudge, nudge, because... I got that statue and you didn't, bitch. Oy, oy, oy. Yeah. So um, let's name drop a wee bit more. Um, okay. You want another fishy origin story for an artifact? <laughs> Why um, is that how- in quotes? <laughs> oh, because how about the stat- bronze statue of a victorious youth that was literally, 
caught in the nets of an Italian fishing trawler in 1964. Damn. Now, I'm willing to give that a potential pass because, I mean, remember the sponge fisherman who found the Antikythera machine? I do remember that one. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're just digging up sponges here. What the fuck is this? Right. Um, But, you know, between 1964 and then in 1977, the J. Paul Getty Museum in Malibu, California, just up the road from me, yeah. um, purchased it from the UK. Uh, okay. How it got to the UK. Um, and again, if it was the 70s and shit wasn't quite so clear about put it back where it belongs. But in 1989, the Italian government started a court case to get it returned. Finally, in, in 2018, there was a ruling that over that ordered the statue returned to Italy. Okay. Uh, and the Museum of Rescued Art literally has an empty pedestal waiting for it. Since but 2018. Is, has been appealing it. Oh, of course they are. Yeah. But since the Getty is only like 25 miles from me. <gasps> yeah. I think I'm going to have to do a drunk art theft gals special episode field yeah. trip yes, live reporting from the field and you have to go soon because who knows like when this is gonna be removed oh, from the museum <laughs> yeah i don't think it's gonna be anytime soon but i mean it's been <clears throat> four four years now yeah Three to four years, depending. They're working really hard at dragging this shit out. So, um, okay, okay. But also, I I want to do a a more in depth report on this case because it's actually pretty interesting. So, anyway, major kudos to the Italian Italian Carabinieri unit for the protection of cultural heritage, or the Comando Carabinieri per per la tutela del patrimonio culturale and its partners at UNESCO and across the world, including New York, for literally bringing shit home. Nice French accent on your Italian. Right? (laughs) Weird thing. Like, my my Italian relatives always look at me like, why are you speaking like a French person when you sound like you're from Boston? (laughs) Right. (laughs) (laughs) The first foreign language you learn is the accent you have on every other foreign language. Yep. <clears throat> I just can't roll my R's like they do. It's it's the weirdest thing. So anyway, yeah. but I included a, we'll put these in the not to scale, but it's a pretty cool shit that ends up in this museum. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, statues, frescoes, vases. You Very cool. So um, our second story is- Yes. Stone Age surgery, or you didn't really need that leg anyway. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm scared. (laughs) First of all, let's just be clear. It's never fucking aliens. (laughs) Never. No aliens. Hi, Frederick. Hi, Frederick. Um, And check out his podcast, Sticking Up Ancient Aliens, if you want to share the love and the rage. Um, but this next story is wild enough that it doesn't need aliens to be amazing because you know what? First of all, it's set in Borneo. Is it bad that I don't know where Borneo is? You know, I, I had an idea of which ocean to look at. (laughs) Doing better than me. (laughs) And, um, I, I had to Google map it. So, okay. Yeah. And I see you put the map here. I put a fucking screenshot in. You did. And it looks like it's to scale. (laughs) Thank you, Google. (laughs) Hi, Google. Hi, Google Maps. We love you. (laughs) If you want to sponsor us. us. (laughs) A lot. (laughs) Okay, so Borneo is near Singapore. It's kind of a big old island and i see you have a note in there or maybe google gave us this note the world's third largest island that's how it comes up when you google borneo (laughs) that's pretty awesome so borneo little trivia it is the world's third largest island i will not google what the 
largest and second largest are right now because we're You're on gonna a time You're going to mute crunch. me in a minute and go do it. I know it I anyway. Might. I might. <laughs> um, so it's kind of surrounded by these other islands up to the northwest. That would be top left if anybody doesn't know their directions. <laughs> Hi, Sam. Um, that would be like <laughs> Vietnam, Thailand, Cambodia. Those are up there to the top mm-hmm. left. Um, to directly to the left, we have Malaysia, we have Singapore, below it, uh, stuff I can't pronounce. So, oh, Jakarta. I can say mm-hmm. Jakarta. That's kind of yep, down to the left. Yep. Um, down to almost to the right, maybe a little below. Kind of like we a have five in- o'clock. Yeah, there you go. Indonesia. Use your clock. Use your clock. Yes, there you go. <laughs> Indonesia's at five o'clock and up around, oh, let's call it 1.30. We have the Philippines. <laughs> That's fine. Now, Borneo is actually politically divided between Malaysia, oh. Indonesia, and Brunei. I didn't oh, know that wow. either, but cool. Okay. So um, Borneo is the site of an amazing discovery, literally just published this past week in an issue okay. of Nature. Like this <gasps> is this is so hot burning news. <laughs> that's like that's a big hot. deal to get published in Nature. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but because it's me, you know, we got to back up for a moment. Sure. So when we talk about the history of human migration out of Africa, we tend to have cultural blinders on and look at the path up from Africa into the Middle East and then into Europe. And sometimes we throw side eye over at that Bering Land Bridge uh, that took them across the Russian steppes uh, over via Alaska and down into the Americas. Okay. But we tend to forget about Asia. Mm. Like that huge chunk of the planet that's Asia. Right. <laughs> it's pretty big. <laughs> yeah. We, you know, it's not necessarily yeah. a general cultural mainstream thing when people, you know, do mention stories about human evolution and migration. It's always, you know, up out of Africa into Europe. Well, that's where the people writing our current history books can relate. My work here is done. It's, Mic drop. It's the white people. And that's... <laughs> I said it. There you go. It's and it's white history. It, and it's, it's just the way it has been, right? shallow. It's narrow-minded. It's... A lot of it is I'm, just I'm, habit that people aren't aware of, which is why, yeah. you know, again, I'm not shaming people for having these blinders on because I grew up that right. way. Right. You know? I and I had brown. no I had no clue of the the filter that I was being raised in. Most people I had no don't. Clue. Yeah. And, and and so yeah. it's never my aim to be like if you don't know something because you've never been exposed to it or had a chance right. to learn it. Right. No shame. You know, I yeah. still have questions about things that I'm like, "Oh, I'm going to get roasted for asking this, but I got to ask it." But Yes. Yeah. It's once you have the chance to learn something and you turn it down, then we got a problem. Then we have a little bit of an issue. So, yeah. But you know what? Uh, there's a lot of shit that happened with human evolution out in Asia. Oh, I bet. Like, some of the most fascinating recent findings about the diversity and evolution of Homo sapiens and Homo what the fuckus have come out of oh Asia. My God. And I say that with all love, because in 2003, scientists identified a new species of hominid, the Homo floresiensis, uh, Flor- and I'm sorry sure. I butchered that, but it it's the hobbit. What? This skeleton and this species of hominid was found on the Flores Island in Indonesia, and yes, he was just three feet or 1.1 meter tall. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Was this just one skeleton? (gasps) A bunch of skeletons? I don't know the details of the full study, but I remember reading enough about it to be, people were like, this is not somebody with just a single genetic abnormality. Wow. Because the field of forensic anthropology 
which is, you know, where they dig up your skeleton and they're like, oh, right. She, you know, she had cereal for breakfast. Right, um, right, right. But, you know, <laughs> they, they found enough evidence to say, no, this is something that, you know, this is a new species. So, wow. yeah, this hobbit hobnobbed <laughs> uh, with other humans and hominids until just about 50 fucking thousand years ago. Okay. That sounds like a really, really long time ago. It It is for uh, human brains to stretch back in terms right. of comprehending it, you know, and to put it into relief. A lot of what we talk about with, you know, um, Homer and Hesiod. Um, right. Because, you know, we kind of started with those guys. So I kind of always like to go back and just use them as our little pinch point. Um, mm-hmm. They're 800 CE. However, you go back okay. and you look yeah. at um, evidences of the Egyptians. That's like three, four thousand, five thousand BCE. So you know Damn. you've got okay, yeah. You know it's still a long way back from that, but it's not nearly as long as the actual hominid evolutionary story goes. Um, but so yeah. the Hobbit was hobnobbing until fifty thousand years ago, and let's just talk for a second about the Dragon Man. Or what? Homo Yongi, just found in China this past year, 2021, <gasps> rather. Okay. He was huge. Oh. Yeah. Whole other deep dive. But basically, you had the human evolutionary family tree is more like a tangled up bush because we were <laughs> interbreeding, living side by side um, at various stages with these guys. And a lot of our other fellow hominid species. So another yeah. deep dive for another day, but that's why the linear ape thing is like, ha, really? No. <laughs> but oh, yeah. the more ancient hominid bones of all species we find, the more that we can say with absolute 100% certainty that it, it was never fucking aliens. <laughs> it was not aliens. Because while physically or anatomically sim- similar homo sapiens that's us by the way sashayed onto the scene with our opposable thumbs and hinged jaws about 300,000 years ago in africa we see homo sapiens again us behaving like us intellectually and emotionally starting around 160,000 years ago my brain cannot wrap around that yeah. So if you think about like 2000 years, are, when are the dinosaurs? <laughs> they were gone for a couple million years at that point. Million? Millions. Of no, years. Kate, no. <laughs> these numbers are too big for my brain. <laughs> I like See, these numbers. Are the numbers I ha- these are the numbers I have no problem with because I don't have to like add and subtract. <laughs> dinosaurs are not millions of years old no are you serious yeah we're gonna have to do a timeline god damn it kate <laughs> we're adding that to the cup You're- this the 2022 commemorative cup so but i mean one hundred sixty thousand years ago you know figure that we time the birth of christ ostensibly at zero right so we're two thousand 22 years on from that. Right. But let's go yeah. back another 138. 58. Well, to get Oish. back to 160,000. Yeah. 100, whatever. Um, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. <sighs> okay. 58, whatever. 57, 2 or whatever. <laughs> 50, 57, 8. Um, Stop doing math. <laughs> <laughs> Does it hurt? <laughs> I'm drinking vodka. This is not good. <laughs> so, but, you know, it, it's a long fucking time ago. But, you know, by behaviorally similar, I'm talking about we have proof in terms of complex tools, not just like your little, here's a chiseled stone, like different types of weapons. We are talking about art trade, crafts, paintings, burial rites, evidence of structured communal living. I mean, someone always gets the best corner of the cave. And areas of 
practical specialization. Like Og over there makes a mean dried mammoth, <laughs> you know, <laughs> mammoth turkey. Oh. But other Jen, would you please yes. read this brilliant summation of everything I want to say, but I'm basically too full of rage to say politely. And this is taken from an article from The Guardian about these excavations. Okay. So real quick, though, I did live Google, how old are the dinosaurs? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I typed that into Google. And thank you, Natural History Museum in the UK. Non-bird dinosaurs lived between about 245 and 66 million years ago. God damn it. <laughs> like I said, they'd been gone for a while. This was many millions of years before the first humans. Damn it. They didn't even have, you know why they went extinct? Yeah. They didn't have a spreadsheet in order to they doomsday prep for the meteor. <laughs> right? If you'd given the dinosaurs a spreadsheet, they'd still be around. <laughs> yep. All right. Okay. Um, all right. So this is from The Guardian. And yes. this is summing up your rage. Emeritus Professor Matthew Spriggs of the Australian National University School of Archaeology and Anthropology, who was not involved in the study. Wait, somebody who's not involved in the study is making a comment. Yeah, because they'll, they'll reach out to academics, the academic community for commentary oh, on. Got it. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Like, let's talk to this expert, this mm. topical expert. For you know, I was not involved in the arrest of so-and-so, but from a law enforcement perspective, I can say that blah, blah, blah. Got it. Okay. So Matt said, <laughs> our yes, we're just going Matt. Our ancestors were as smart as we are. Maybe. With or without the technologies we take for granted today. That's an interesting thought. Because mm -hmm. huh. I was like, did, did we get to the point where we have our technologies? Ooh. They had the capacity. Anyway, sorry. Sorry, yep. Matt. I'm botching your quote. Okay. We tend to forget that modern humans like us 30,000 years ago would have had their intellectuals, their doctors, their inventors. That is just amazing to sit and think about for a second. Yeah. If they'd had, if you pick up, uh, there was some movie, some comedy. I feel like uh, Sean Astin was one of the guys, and I cannot remember the other guy. They dug up caveman that oh, had frozen oh, in the was backyard. It with Brendan Fraser. Brendan Fraser, yes. Yeah. And so, you know, okay, so suppose that happened. Suppose you took one of these guys from 30,000 years ago drop him into the year 2022. Mm -hmm. Let's just ignore the language barrier. Yeah. But they would have had language. Right. But there's a, he doesn't know, con, you know, modern day language of wherever you decide to drop him. Let's drop him in the United States. Mm -hmm. Could he invent the iPhone? Well, I mean, let's look at it Does this his way. Does brain have that capacity to to learn if you were what's able needed? To, if you were able to trans, like, beam the necessary engineering education into right. his brain? Does he have that capacity? Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's, I it's mean. not fucking aliens. <laughs> I, I feel so seen right now. <laughs> but, you know, why am I beating this horse, um, dead or otherwise? I'd never beat a dead horse. I'd never beat a live horse. But if I were to beat a theoretical horse, it's because... Is it a sexy horse? <laughs> it, it has nothing to do with Svadalfari. It's because the story we are going to talk about is about science. As oh, we haven't even gotten to the story yet? No. <laughs> this is why I love doing this, because I, like, blow Holy your brain shit. capacity. I'm and then I'm like, I'm going to get to the real story. 
I was still on the dinosaurs being millions of years back. Oh my God. But, I mean, literally, yeah. this is why I love archaeology because archaeology yes. is like, oh, bitch, you want the receipts? We just happen oh. to have them right here. And you know I love receipts. Exactly. Like archaeology is the accounting oh. that we use to disprove conspiracy fraud. <laughs> This what is why restaurant I love did this you shit. go to? What was the timestamp on that dinner receipt? Was that really dinner? How many was people it really? did you have at that table? Because I know how to read restaurant receipts, and I know how to tell <laughs> how many people were at that restaurant. You had two entrees? Uh-uh, honey. No, you need to subtract that entree for your little bit on the side that was not part of this work meeting. And we're anyway. going to just, uh, before you get yourself in any trouble there. <laughs> We're just going to go right back to the story. So <laughs> this story is going to talk about science. As in ancient us, 30 okay. years ago, using science to perform Yay. a surprisingly skillful fucking amputation. Oh, shit. You With did the say something surviving. about a leg. Yeah. The patient survived. Yeah. So back to wow. Borneo. Remember where we started? Oh, Oh shit, I forgot about Borneo. <laughs> yeah. So back to Borneo. Woohoo. Uh, according to the Nature article, archaeologists in 2020, led by Tim Maloney, a research fellow at Griffith University in Australia, found the remains of an individual inside a limestone cave called Liang Tebo. And I hope I didn't butcher that too badly. My respect and apologies. Uh, We're doing our best. We're trying. Yeah, we are. <laughs> And I, I have tried to like Google the pronunciation and I guess that's kind of what it looked like. But anyway, the okay. remains now named TB1 or TB1 uh, apparently had an amputation performed on their lower left leg, possibly as a juvenile and then lived another six to nine years. Wow. Yeah. Holy crap. That's just mind boggling. Right? That's so, amazing. There are close-up pictures in the articles of the actual oh. bone. but Okay, bone. I can handle it, bone. It, yeah, it, it looks like sticks, honestly. Mm -hmm. But I honestly don't know how to look at that kind of image diagnostically, either as an archaeologist right. or somebody with medical and forensic experience. So. Right. To, in order to explain what I'm supposed to be seeing. But on the other hand, we have experts who do that, who are trained to do that. And that's why we right. still need expertise and not your crazy ideas about wrist magnets and iodine, Karen. <laughs> not that I ran into a couple of those. Really. Anyway. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> okay. But in general, here are a couple pictures of actually finding the skeleton and the leg and the cave and stuff in general. <gasps> Ooh, scrolling, yeah. scrolling. Oh, interesting. Okay, so we see brown dirt and mm -hmm. what is clearly a pile of bones, also the same color as the dirt because they've mm -hmm. been in the dirt for so long. You can see, I don't know, that's the spine, isn't it? That's got to be the spine. Well, yep, in maybe the bottom not. Left well, so the bottom left, you see there's yeah. actually a skull. Yes. I wasn't 100% confident that that was a skull, but yeah, so you can make out the skull, skull and the ribs yeah. and the spine. It looks like ribs. Okay. Do the ribs? Yeah. The ribs do connect to the spine, don't they? Mm -hmm. Or no, they yeah. check, they connect to the rib, the chest plate. Isn't there a chest? Oh well, my God. It, I don't know it, bone it, structures. It, well, <laughs> we'll do another lesson on forensic anthropology <laughs> later. But you know, this is how they, found, <laughs> how they found Tebow one. Yeah. Then like you said, it's fair. It's mostly intact, but mm -hmm. I'm going to guess the amputation is the bone across the very top. Yeah. That looks like something got cut off the end. It's like too clean yes. of a schwack at the end of that <laughs> bone. And we're going to now use schwack <laughs> as the sound effect. Mark that timestamp, baby. <laughs> So, um, yeah. And then, you know, 
the article also had a glimpse of the cave and what it's like to set up in one of these giant limestone caves at the mouth of it. Oh my God, it's gorgeous. It's, it's also full so... of snakes and bugs and humidity. <laughs> Shit, you had to ruin it. Uh, that is my job. Okay. okay, so I'm claustrophobic, but this picture you've provided, the opening to the cave is enormous. There is, yes. this is not triggering any claustrophobia from me looking at this cave opening. And honestly, and, nor with the dig yeah. site, because if you scroll down, yeah, um, you'll see oh, the actual yeah. trench. That, yeah. And my guess is that some of these uh, bumps that are sticking out here and there mm-hmm. yeah. might, might. may or may not be other bones, because burial sites were used right. and reused and built yeah. on top of and mm-hmm. just a thought. Yeah. I don't know for sure. But so very cool. You know, all of this good stuff can go in the not to scale. But what is crazy about this is that this happened 31,000 years ago. That just still blows my mind. <laughs> like we're talking 29,000 years before the birth of Christ. Yeah. They were doing surgical amputations. Successful. Mm hmm. Now, prior to this discovery, the oldest one on record came from a French farmer who lived 7,000 years ago and had his arm removed. Damn. Wow. And that too was successful. But like, you know, again, still 7,000 years ago. So Mm -hmm. in terms of archaeology and forensic anthropology, it's not exactly new to suggest that there were some pretty advanced medical procedures being used starting about 10,000 years ago. So I remember, um, I think it was on our Patreon, we did a deep dive about the ancient hangover cure that was on a papyrus that also had (gasps) instructions for eye surgery on it. Yes. Oh my God. That was wild. Yes. Yeah. Please don't perform eye surgery after taking any of these ancient hangover cures, but whatever. (laughs) Or while drunk. (laughs) Either way. But this discovery pushes it back the actual evidence of Intense surgical procedures, about 14,000 years. Their math, not mine. Wow. Damn. So, I mean, amputation is no joke. Like, the whole time we had the whole um, thumb thing back in October. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Eric's thumb is reattached, healthy, and doing great. Thanks so much. He still has a little sensitivity issue at the um, very end of the thumb like it's the last part to kind of grow nerves and sure blood vessels and stuff back, but yeah, sure. it's, it's there. It's kind of working. It's, yeah. it's attached and that's all we need. So, but I can tell that you, I can tell you, you need to know a lot about bone structure, skin, blood vessels, muscles, arteries, wound closure, wound care, infection prevention, and oh yeah, pain management. In order to have a successful amputation. Yeah. And what's more, it's not just, oh, they chopped it off and tied it up and a couple of guys got lucky. No, you need a society and a social structure that is accustomed to accommodating, caring for those with diminished capacity, range of skill for physical work. Oh, right. And I'm not being ableist. I'm just saying that this was a very real issue in a time where survival mostly depended on physical labor, even from children. Wow. And it's clear that people like Thibault One and the French farmer continued to be members of their social group, even though for a period of time they would have required a lot of resources for care and in return may have had to scale back their physical labor or whatever. Damn. So guess what? The next time some dumbass spouts off about primitive, i.e. read Brown, ancient peoples having brutal survival of the fittest social rules and you injured, you die, you can tell them to fuck right off to Borneo. There you go. Fuck off to Borneo. (laughs) And our final story. Yes. uh, I forgot what it was. Get your glitter out. Vampires are back, baby. (gasps) Throw the glitter. Oh, quick little side note. Okay, so in this is like totally unrelated, but vodka is insisting that I tell this short little story. So we used to have New Year's Eve parties at our house. 
And we did this for about three years in a row. And In the before I, times. Yes, in the before times. Um, I would give out metallic star-shaped glitter confetti devil. for everyone to throw at midnight. And for a year, it was like Sam could not believe. He's like, what the hell are you doing? And I'm like, it's New Year's Eve. It has to be grand. And I love glitter and confetti. Kate can attest to this. And yes, I'm like, yeah. yes, I will vacuum this shit up because the joy it brings t- to me and everyone throwing it is worth it. This was probably a decade ago when we did the first one. <laughs> Let me and, guess. <laughs> and we did it three years in a row and then didn't do one since. Yeah. For various reasons. Out of town, the people we would invite would be out of town. It, yeah. Yeah. This was probably, it's probably been six or seven years mm-hmm. since we've done. I know where this these. is going. Yeah. <laughs> So we have we have some new carpet getting installed tomorrow. Uh-huh. That me and it's the entire downstairs. Which yeah. when I say entire, I'm doing air quotes, entire downstairs. It's not a huge area. It's not a gigantic mansion or anything like that. But there are three spots downstairs that have carpet. One of those spots is the family room or living glitter room. ground zero <laughs> yes glitter, glitter ground zero where the tv is carpet people don't touch electronics if there's mm-hmm. electronics they're like you have to move that because they're not going to be liable for anything like that oh yeah and obviously I totally get it so sam had to scoot the entertainment center out from the wall so he could get to the cables behind it and everything mm-hmm. and unplug disconnect oh, to wait, all let that. me guess where he found he found a shit ton of sparkling star-shaped confetti glitter back there you, know, you sent me a goddamn birthday card two years ago that exploded in glitter that i was not expecting and i'm still picking it up off my patio I was sitting at the kitchen counter eating some potato chips and I hear all of a sudden, there's a fucking star on the wall. (laughs) Your work here is done. My work here is done. I will include in the uh, not to scale a picture of some of them that I picked up and put in my hand. I'll even see if I can find a picture of that fucking birthday card. So anyway, um, did you ever hear the joke about the early warning detection system for zombies? Uh, For zombies? No. For zombies, yeah. So here's a death hack. Bury your loved ones with their fitness trackers for a low-cost early zombie alert system. Shit. I know we're talking about vampires, but I'm going to connect the dots because that's what oh I do. Oh my God, that's hysterical. So how about, how would you literally head off a vampire attack? Well, you got to, oh shit, you got to detach the head. Well, apparently right? the Polish had shit like this on their minds in the 18th century and actually 17th century and were determined to come up with a life hack to solve it. Oof. So, okay. Uh, recently, archaeologists from the Nicholas Copernicus University in Poland had been working on a 17th century graveyard town called Pien. Um, okay. Yeah, you should have seen the other town name. There, I think there was one vowel, and I, I'm so <laughs> glad it ended up not being relevant to the story because I was like, oh my God, how am I going to say it? So <laughs> the graveyard was doing its graveyard thing when it comes to archaeology, and it was bringing up artifacts like bits of clothing, jewelry, shoes, leather, blah, blah, blah. But then the graveyard was like, wait, hold my beer. The researchers (laughs) uncovered a skeleton of a well-to-do female with prominent teeth, and she was buried with an agricultural sickle across her neck. What? Not flatwise. Laid down. Oh, fuck. As in, it's literally a 
quote unquote, shortcut to quote unquote, cutting off <gasps> any attempts to rise as a vampire. And I am not apologizing for the puns. Kate, oh my God. I want to scream, but I've already had Violet come in the door and yell at me for being too loud because it's past her bedtime. But oh my God, holy shit. Yeah. If you would uh, scroll down, you can see the picture of it. Oh, fuck, Kate. It's a skull with, yeah, prominent teeth and all intact, by the way. Yeah. One of them looks like it's probably causing her some sinus issues. But anyway. <laughs> That's when you need a fucking root canal. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God. And then it's got this, like, corroded, rusted piece of metal right across the neck. So if she were alive and to stand up. (laughs) Literally, the first use of the schwack. (laughs) So, but you know what? Hey, just in case the sickle didn't do the trick. The good people Uh-oh. of Pien also put a padlock on her big toe. What? According to the research team lead, Darius Polinski, um, other Jen, if you'll read his little quote. This symbolizes the closing of a stage and the impossibility of returning. I don't get it. Yeah, I mean, okay, cool. The padlock probably didn't work anyway and wasn't worth repairing. Someone probably said, hey, let's put it on her toe instead of throwing it away. I know it doesn't work. It's symbolic, Karen. (laughs) I I just see that happening in my head. I'm Karen in this instance because I don't, I'm like, what the fuck are you putting a padlock on the toe? What? It doesn't work anyway. It's symbolic. It'll make her feel awkward. There's nothing (laughs) symbolic when we're dealing with spreadsheets. I struggle with symbolism. Okay. (laughs) Anyway. Our our lady of the sickle is not the first quote unquote vampire found in Poland or anywhere. I mean, there are thousands and thousands of recorded quote unquote findings of vampire quote unquote remains or anti-vampire protection prevention measures all over the world but it's not really vampires or aliens um because that's a deep dive my friends into the troubled human psyche and what we do with the other um wouldn't you call them proto vampires i would call them people who ran afoul of the social order oh Kind of like the Salem witch trials, but again, another okay. deep dive for another day. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. other methods of vampire post-mortem walkabout prevention included burying the person with a brick shoved in the mouth, which I oh guess would be kind God. of the cartoon shtick of using a stick <laughs> to oh. jam the mouth of the coyote slash shark, whatever. You've seen it, like where they're like, yes. you're trying to stop yeah. at me. Here's a stick. Yeah. Um, There's also evidence of literally kneecapping the corpses so that even if they rise vampirically, they won't be getting very far. Oh, damn. Which sort of brings us back to amputation and nothing is new. I don't even know anymore. But there you go. Wow. It's all the news you never knew you never needed. (laughs) No. Oh, wow. I'm going to have nightmares. (laughs) I'm going to be chased around by a one-legged vampire. Look, when it comes to ha- <laughs> look, just remember in your dreams that this vampire is going to have a real issue getting around. <laughs> They're going right. to be like the knight from uh, the Holy Grail. Come back here! It's just a flesh wound. Merely a flesh wound. I'll bite your leg off. <laughs> Already oh. had it done. <laughs> I'll bite your kneecaps. So I don't remember go. all the lines, but yes, I love that movie. Yep. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Voila. Definitely disturbed. Um uh, drunk. I'm I'm punchy. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm Sunday night. Hit my Sun- pop filter there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Sunday night. Wow, that that was nice to kind of wind up the week with like death in a cocktail. Yeah. Um, right. Damn. We got our Fenrir mention in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so you know we're going to proceed gonna with the plan. Yell at me because I just crunched ice in my mouth. Damn it! <laughs> sorry, Kim. Yeah. If it's the right. mic picked that up, I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so in the meantime, 
yes. especially if you want to get to some of those other uh, episodes on Patreon that we mentioned, uh, mm-hmm. with the ancient spreadsheets and recipes and yeah. uh, vampire protection. <laughs> you can uh subscribe yourselves to our social media scrolls we're on instagram at drunk mythology gals we are on twitter at drunk myth gals we are on facebook at drunk mythology gals we're also on the web at drunkmythologygals.com, where I am a few episodes behind on getting the images posted up there for you guys to see on the not to scale but oh my god god bear it you know God willing, this week thing no more. Oh, you know, shit. don't I'm not just gonna, don't. I'm not going to finish it. Don't so do, don't it. do the thing. Nope. 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 <laughs> and again, you can go to Patreon, and it, that's Patreon.com/slash/DrunkMythologyGals. It's only three bucks a month. Make a big oh. difference to us. Yes, um, helps pay for the website where I have to load all of those. Not to you can also get photos. merch and discounts. Just saying. Yes. That's right. (laughs) Um, Mugs, (laughs) t-shirts. But help pay for our website. (laughs) Yep. Um, Or you can send us email, which also gets supported by Patreon funds. (laughs) Gals at drunkmythologygals.com. And you can send us an email that will take a week to read. Within the week, we will find it. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Most likely. So special thanks to Sound Effects Kim for putting the top spin on our sound. And thanks again for joining us. Please subscribe, leave a rating or review, and tell your friends and family about us, especially if they're like, oh, hey, honey, look what I just bought at Christie's. No, no, I know it looks like a vampire padlock, but it didn't come from Poland. (laughs) I don't know. Finally, always remember. If the gods can behave badly, then so can you.